This is What Are The Odds footy forecast for round 17 with Gordon Meredith and Brian Randall, brought to you by Sporting Chance magazine. St Kilda versus Essendon what are we doing on this one? I'm not touching it from a betting perspective except for probably overs um, I had a look into this play Eddie had uh, I think the total was 183 points both teams like possess the footy and move it quickly that was what St Kilda's tactic was last week listening to Seb Ross on the radio um, they just didn't want to have any stoppages or... Exactly, yeah. So that Martin and, and Koch didn't have any influence on the game. They just wanted to keep the ball moving at all times. And they certainly did that. And it worked, and Richmond were very Richmondy, um, as we discussed That's last right. week as well. They're both top five in the disposal efficiency. So I reckon we'll see a really skillful, quick game that Eddie had. Um, bit bruise-free, as both teams aren't high, or Essendon especially aren't high in the, in the tackling terms. They're below league average, secure a bit above... But um, I reckon 183 points over is the best bet. Otherwise, I'd just watch and I reckon it'd be a pretty skillful, good game. Yeah. I reckon I wouldn't go... There have both been situations this year when Sinclair and Essendon have been unable to score. So I feel like because they want to play that Bruce Fee footy, if they, go, if they go looking for pockets inside 50, they often don't... If they don't find a target, they don't get the stoppage so they don't get the chance to score again from a second chance um, I think last week showed that St Kilda probably have more forward options than most people gave them credit for um, and St Kilda I think Essendon relied too heavily on too few um, so for this if, if St Kilda turn up like they did last week uh, the line at four and a half is not enough so I'd be going at the line for St Kilda but I don't, I don't know if that's a big scoring or a low scoring game so my bet would be St Kilda at the line. St Kilda, like when they beat JWS, they, they played Carlton the week after and did a good job on them. Yeah. And then they fell away for a few weeks. So whether last week was their JWS, this week, they should, like if they want to play finals... Yeah, this is another, this is another game they have to win. Yeah, and both have pretty smallish like runners around the four line, like your Fantasia and your uh, Tipper, your Grish, uh, Grisham, sorry, and your, your Billings, that sort of stuff. So it'd be pretty, pretty good to watch that as well. But I think... If I was going to have to bet head-to-head, I'd go the Saints just for the fact that there's more on the line for them. Top eight, Essendon lose. I suppose they're out of the finals chase, but yeah, definitely on the Saints off last week. Was, yeah. yeah, and definitely in, in terms of the uh, percentage effect it has on the top eight, I think according to some models, it's yeah, St Kilda win this, their chances go up by 25%. So that's a pretty, pretty important and a pretty important impressive number that if they get this win they're essentially like yeah we're a, we're a final side especially after last week so then to, sun, uh, then to Saturday afternoon the old school clash Geelong versus Hawthorne anything in this after Hawks just just hanging on I think they, they, they're not going away they're not going to make finals but they're not they haven't fought, that art hasn't fought out of Hawthorne yet which is surprising no, I said last week, like some of the changes that Clarko has been making positional wise has just been pretty good. Like Duray's gone forward, um, Sisley's gone back from last week, and they've moved a few other players around in different positions. Um, and it's really worked for them. Also, they're starting to move the ball a lot quicker and a lot more direct. 
they're not playing their usual um, hit up sort of possess move the ball that sort of way they're actually being a lot more quicker this year and a lot they're moving the ball and scoring with less disposals if you know what I mean so they've changed that from round I think it's round four mm, so yep. definitely been a game plan change by Kaiko to suit the team he's got and obviously he's flipped around a few few players which has really helped I know Hodgie retired this week but surely the Cats they have too much to play for if they win this and you know Adelaide have, probably have a you know 60-40 game and I think the other team was JWS definitely a 50-50 game Geelong win this they go top of the ladder and they will want some percentage as well so the Cats have scored seven times over 100 this year they smashed them in earlier in the year on uh, Easter Monday the line's 15 and a half that looks pretty good or you can multi Mitchell and Dangerfield to get over 30 uh, posies in the same game multi and you'll get around $2 plus the Cats to win as well so 250, I think it was. Sorry, if you get cats to win, uh, Mitchell and Dangerfield over 30, bang, you got your money. So, also just a quick one. I was, I reckon Mitchell is a definite top three. Brownlow, contender. Tom Mitchell. Yep. No way. Gets the over 30 touches nah. a week. He's starting to kick a few goals. Nah. Bit of media hype. Nah. I reckon he's a top three contender. There you go. Hot takes. What's his space? Well, talking of hot takes, uh, going back to the old mega bets. There's a mega bet floating around this week for Hodge to have 30 plus and Hawthorne to win. How much of the uh, post-retirement uh, hype do you reckon rubs off on the Hawks this week? Do they do they get one over the Cats because round, of like is this like essentially this is like a Hodgey grand final? Round 23 it will be. You the reckon? One, the round 23, I don't care who Hawthorne play, they will do it for Hodge. Yeah. This week, no. Not doing it for Hodge yet. No, not doing it for Hodge yet. Fair enough. And it, if that's the mega on sports, but that'll only be paying $30, $40. Because Hodge, when was the last time Hodge got 30 touches? Yeah, so it's paying 15 bucks at the moment. So. Getting ripped off. Yeah. Fair call. <laughs> um, for mine, I reckon that's a huge unders game. We talked last week about how coaches, essentially after the buy, start working harder on defence, essentially because shootouts become 50-50 games whereas if you get a nice structured game um, yeah you're more likely to try and control that tempo obviously we heard that like we just explained that Clark has obviously A flipped the flipped the uh, game style on Hawthorne but also B is, is a bloody good coach he's probably the best coach of the AFL era um, and then you know Scott is he's proven he's a pretty decent coach um not in the same league as Clarkson, but two well good coaches that have well structured sides will usually mean an unders game, um, and so yeah, that's probably the for mine the best bet as opposed to trying to go head to head or something like that. So uh, then <laughs> uh, our perennial favourites, Old North Melbourne, uh, looking after last week's. Did you watch any of last week's game, North Melbourne Fremantle? You yeah. obviously got sort of the highlight of old, of old Sticks, Gold, Sticks Goldstein. I saw Goldstein choking. Um, and Captain Courageous, Jack Zeeble, who possibly one of the most overrated players in the AFL, um, miss as well. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I had, a, I had Fremantle in a multi last week and I cashed out um, before the game started because I wasn't confident on Fremantle. And when they got up, I was bloody spewing. Um, <laughs> so I was actually cheering on Goldstein to kick that goal but um, yeah nah North North cannot get I can't believe the line's 36 and a half in this game yeah so I'll put down for this that yeah go, go the line but at the moment you could still get uh, Port Adelaide at $1.17 to 
just to win head to head and that should be an insurance bet like you could literally put your house in a dollar 17 and make bulk money because this game should be a dollar 01 there is like no way that port loses this game at home to the north port average 61 inside 50s a week mm. and gray wingard dixon they need a big win and they need to keep winning obviously to finish top four but if they get another big win their yeah. percentage goes up again and this is where port need to start doing damage in these games and this is probably the, the start of the, the season where you can probably start being a bit more confident with your your win bets and your margin bets because like teams playing like Port playing North. Yeah. This is a this is where Port go right. We want to play finals. We serious top four home final. We need to put these blokes away. And North, what are they playing for? Nothing. They can't even sort their ruck situation. Yeah. Magic Door probably play again. Probably play at full back or something. Who knows? But um, yeah, it's North. North, who cares anyway, but Port will absolutely do a number on them. And there's a little cheeky little side bet here. We should have had it in one of the odds, but what are the odds that uh, the other Scott brother stays at Ruse next year? If he came to Collingwood, as rumoured, as mentioned by a few people in the media, um, I'll, I'll seriously be done with Collingwood and I'd be almost done with the AFL. <laughs> seriously, it's disgusting. He's, a lot of these talk about Con- Buckley... Uh, having a premiership team and doing nothing with it. Ruse went to how many prelims? Yeah. Now look at them. Like, yeah. No. It's, and it, if he wants to jump ship after doing that, then, you know, I know he said when he first started, I'd want to spend 10 years at one club, then move on, blah, blah, blah. But I think it says a lot about a coach when they jump ship when their team starts going ordinary. So anyway, that's... Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely put out a little bit lots at home and sort of find their spot in the top four. Now we go across, and this is a very interesting game for mine, Gold Coast, Collingwood at the Gold Coast. What do you got on here after last week's performance against Essendon? Well, both teams are pretty insipid. I've used that word twice tonight. Yeah. The coaches are under pressure. Bucks probably more so, just for the pure clubby coaches. Um, Gold Coast are being looked after by the AFL. That's why Mark Evans is up there and Rodney might be there at the end of the year. And the way it's looking, unfortunately, a little Buckley, um, even though I think he should stay. And there'll be an article later this week explaining why. Um, I don't want to give too much away. But both teams generally overuse the footy. Uh, Gold Coast are the worst tackling team in the comp. So I think we win this. And I'm pretty happy. Well, if we don't win this by more, if we get Darcy Moore back, and a few other players back from injury that are rumoured, like how, and hopefully we play one or two kids. If we don't win this by more than four or five goals, just start the EPL season now and get everyone on, because otherwise they even bother talking footy to me next week. Wow. Yeah, I was much the same. There's, there's no real way that like Collingwood should win this. They should win it comfortably. I didn't go, I didn't go for uh, any sort of margin because I have no faith in Collingwood, but they should definitely win this. And to be and to be not favoured in this game, um, yeah, kind of obviously shows the pressure that's on Buckley because obviously all these mad, there's lots of Collingwood fans, obviously lots of Collingwood punters, and they've skewed this line massively. So catching on Collingwood to win, um, yeah, twos is ridiculous for that for these for this team. It's a it's it's a team that has a great midfield, not much else, and against a tie that doesn't tackle, Collingwood by plenty. So then we head into the game, the game of the year, I reckon, so far. GWS versus Sydney. What are we doing? Well, 
Gerberis only have 26 players to choose from. Choose from. They had four listed players last week playing their reserves. I don't know how they work their emergencies out and stuff with um, the game at home down in Tassie because they literally only had 26 players to choose from and four of them played yeah, and in the resis. So I don't know how they work that out. They've still managed to get draw against Geelong and Hawthorne the last two weeks. Probably both games they should have lost. But for them to have so few players to choose from, still be competitive against the top or top team, one of the top teams in Geelong, and probably they, you know, Hawthorne take the opportunities they win last week. I think it's good, good on them. But Sydney need to keep winning. As I said before, they can't look forward to lose a game like this. Um, and I think that they win. And they're $2 as well, which is a joke. Like how they're... I know GWS are flying the top of the table or second of the table, but surely Sydney need to keep winning to keep more... More so to keep the pressure on other teams below them. Um, and GWS are just missing too many players. I know they're talking about Stevie J and Toby Green coming back, but you can't make too many changes. And I'll go into that stat later when we get to Dogs Carlton. Yeah, Sydney for mine as well. Like, I'm all aboard Sydney for the Prem. Like, they, if they, literally if they make finals, they'll, they'll do a Dogs and make the finals from the bottom, the bottom four of the top eight. But they'll probably finish, like, they can still finish top four this year. Like, the closeness of this year allows them to make a late run, go into the finals, full head of steam. Uh, as I said last week, I backed him in to kick a big score against Gold Coast because they actually do have a, a powerful, potent forward line now. And they've, and they've grown from a, a side that was very much in, injury-ravaged start of the season to now they've got their full, full cohort. They'll kick big scores. They'll tackle hard in the midfield. They're great in defence. Yeah, they they're gonna win this, and they are gonna they're gonna be the new the new premiership favourites after this weekend. So it's another another coach who's done a few things with swapping players around. Gary Rowan going forward mm-hmm. should have kicked a few against Melbourne. One in the game against Essendon when he went forward, and then kicked five last week. Some of the coaches moving around their players late in the year as well has really worked well for them. Then the other game, which has just as much importance, Melbourne versus Adelaide up north. Anything doing in this game? Melbourne actually don't go that well up there. No. I think they, they won their first game was it last year before, since 2010. They're missing too many players. Again, same as Joe Vers, I think they're just missing too many quality players. I mean, it, they won't get, I don't think they're going to get Watts back this week from what I hear. Uh, I think they'd, have, they'd not, rather not take players that are you know, 89% up to the other springs. I'd rather keep them down here. And Adelaide were pretty impressive last week in the second half especially. Uh, Matt Crouch was awesome. Uh, both are one and two in the contested positions in the league, but they play a bit differently. Dees like to handball a lot more. Um, and Crows like to go more direct. They have five scoring shot, score, possessions per scoring shot. Uh, I still think Adelaide have too much on Melbourne and they want to get him back for early in the year and losing it in Adelaide as well and again if Adelaide lose they could drop the third or even you know depending on what Geelong do and GWS do so they want to keep winning and put the pressure on it so have a home final because a home final to them means a lot um, so yeah I just think that Adelaide over 15.5 at $1.75 is a pretty comfortable bet definitely uh, I won't have a bet on this just because I think Adelaide coming off a very soft game last week and then having to travel 
has too many question marks against the Melbourne side that's pretty keen on winning. Melbourne went over to Adelaide early in the season and did a number on them. I don't I don't think they'll win, but I don't think there's any value in making a bet just on Adelaide as as a head-to-head. And I don't have any trust in Adelaide winning against against the margin, just given the year that they've had where they, they kind of hiccup on games like this, whether it's not winning by that much or winning by enough or having a convincing win. So, yeah, staying away from this one. But, yeah, Adelaide win and, yeah, stay in the top four. What's the unders? Because I know up there the ball's pretty greasy. Generally, they're not high-scoring games up there. So I reckon the unders margin on that as well would be, if it's, you know, 170, 180, uh, total game score, I reckon that would be pretty... Yeah, 184 under. I'd, I'd be taking the unders on that as well. Yeah, good. Then to another very interesting game because the big clubs obviously have lines that flip-flop with their uh, despairing fans. Richmond versus Brisbane at the G. What's going on here? Well, Brisbane don't actually take a lot of marks inside 50. No. They're, I think they're worse than the comp. Yeah. They average like eight a week or something, six a week. Rance and Asprey won't have this. Asprey was pretty good last week as well. And Rance obviously gun they, they, they won't let Brisbane score pretty much and even you know Brisbane have been scoring pretty well lately Richmond after after Harwick's comments the week before saying yeah they're still going to get better blah 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 then they come out a week later and get smashed off the park they'll be coming out they'll be coming out pretty hard I think you can get $2 for plus 40 on Richmond which is a joke because I reckon they'll st- still beat Brisbane and if they're any good, like they want to be, they'll beat them like a Port Adelaide, like a uh, Geelong do, and beat them by 40 or more, $2 is the way to go. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, definitely reaching to the line, and the overs as well. The over is only... Uh, yeah, 185, and this is a game that, as you said, like Richmond should do a port on a, on a team here and kick a, and kick a massive bag. Especially coming back off last week after all the chat, the the Kane Corns versus Hardwick got ahead of yourselves. This will be one where, obviously, you know, in inverted commas, clubs don't take the media information on board, but clearly they do. And obviously, I reckon Hardwick's got a big old A3 printout of Kane Corns quote put up in the change room and being like, right, boys, have a point to prove this week at home. The uh, Richmond Army will be out there in force, ready for a bounce back, and a bounce back they will. So I'm going for the line and the overs. Which gives you three dollars sixty-eight. Just be careful. And that will be money for Jan. Surely Harwick was taking the piss a bit, responding like that to Cornsey. Well, I think they already have beef anyway. But uh, why would he put his club, give his club extra media attention? They're probably already going to get. They're lucky Colin the boss. Yeah. And they're lucky you know, we're struggling because otherwise. Yeah, the, that's the media that's, that's a real chat. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Uh, heading across now to. Again, there's some very interesting matchups. This is probably, yeah, another one. Uh, Carlton versus Bulldogs. This game is an unders fest. This game, this game will be interesting, but not very watchable, I don't think. The pressure will be immense. In, doggies will want to come out and prove everyone wrong. Carlton have been phenomenal with their pressure. Um, neither team can score. I mean, the doggies are struggling to kick. Like, I think they've got the worst conversion rate in the NFL. And like I said, like, like I said earlier, they had—I think they had more inside fifties against, than against Port. They kicked one goal seven in the second half. Uh, in the second half. Yeah. And some of them were just like 
should have really absolute chance. Yeah. yeah, and Red Pass pretty much playing a lone hand down there. And I, I have a funny feeling the doggies would bring back Travis Cloak, which he is not the answer. Um, I heard on the radio that um, why do they play Campbell a bit more and let Red um, not Red Path um, Roughhead play a bit more of a roaming forward, something like that, because yeah, their four line sh- struggles a bit. Um, but Carlton have taken over a very much Hawthorne sort of orientated game style, possessing the ball, then moving the ball really quickly, and they really pressure you to turn it over and try and get it over the back. With Wood out suspended, and I know the fours from the Blues, like Levi and Kerno, aren't world beaters, but with no Wood, very young, not a great back line of the Doggies, yes. and Johannes about under pressure. We saw what Jenkins did last week. I'm tipping the Blues to win at $2.60. Ooh, big tip. I can't believe they're that rank outsiders. Yeah. Dogs have been ordinary. And I know they're under the pump and everyone's talking them up, but they've been making a lot of team changes this year, each week in, week out. Um, and I've looked it up. So if you've had four or more changes this year. Yeah. It's happened 43 times. It's 31 losses, 12 wins. That's a big mm. one-way sort of slide. Everything else, if you have three changes, two changes, one change or no change, is pretty much 50-50 in wins and losses. This is skewed massively towards losses. And the Dogs are one of the teams that change their... One up too often. Yeah, and that's, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. There you go. Yeah, so for mine, Dogs, uh, dogs Carlton, definite unders here. I think, yeah, as much as Carlton are playing great footy in a game style, I just don't have enough faith in them really to, to go for the win even as outsiders, even though there's a bit of value there, um, but definitely unders. Um, yeah, neither team can really score, as you said before. This one's at the G. This one could be wet. This one could be cold. Um, so, yeah, huge unders game. Another of a cheeky value one in the Mega Bets category is Charlie Kuno and Jack Silvani to have two goals each at $7. That's possible. I don't know how many... He, how many kicked last week? Kerno? He hasn't. I don't think he's a massive goal kicker though. But two's not massive. He could sneak two. Yeah. That's why it's seven and not like three goals or whatever. Yeah, but, but again, yeah. I think that that's like yeah. your other bet. Should, you should be getting more value than that. Yeah, definitely. They're taking a bit cheeky there, but yeah, definitely unders there for me. And the final game of the week: West Coast versus Fremantle. Very, very important game for West Coast. And this is ridiculous. Like. People obviously in West in our Western Australia freak out just as much as fans do in Victoria because this line's cooked. Dockers can still make the finals. I know, but this line's cooked. West Coast, I can't catch West Coast. I tipped them again last week, and for the eighth week on tenth week straight, I've I've got. <laughs> did you not? Did you not pick it? Did you not pick it? I gave you the, gave the stats. I gave the stats. You gave the stats, and you went against it. Yeah, and. So so you so really they lose this week. They lose. I think West Coast have done as well. Oh, they don't. Yeah, I'm writing them off the rest of the year. Kennedy's back, though. Is he back, though? I think he's back. Well, he's meant to be back last week. He's meant to be back from three weeks ago, but the docs keep saying no because he hasn't ticked all the boxes yet. Well, I think he's ticked the final box, and I think he's back. Well, even with him back, he hasn't played for how long? A while. We saw how rough Hogan was last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, kept running out of the ball a bit, and Jonesy just tore him apart. Uh, I'd, yeah, I'm not touching this game. Yeah. I hope the Dockers win because then everyone can actually get on the Eagles and start giving them the, the shit they deserve. Yeah. Because I'm sick of them being over in Perth, getting away with it. You can't play Mitchell and uh, Prittis in the same team. Oh, I don't care. 
Um, yes, I am on that bandwagon as well. And the stats prove why. They beat the dogs without them, and then they go back to them. It's just stupid. Anyway, leaving this game alone, hopefully the Dockers win, because I like watching Michael, Michael Walters and Bradley Hill, which I've mentioned a few times before. There you go. I... Yeah, you just go squad v squad and the Eagles do a number. But we all know that the Eagles are giant pretenders. So, yet again, this this is just again... Yeah, don't don't go near this one. Like, the line is realistically too short in the Eagles', Eagles favour. But as, as you've just said, like, they haven't beaten the teams they should have. They're favourites again. And the stats show that they're going to lose. So they're probably going to lose, but I'll probably still tip them because there's no reason not to tip them. Where are you?